So Ivan, I was thinking about an idea. You're flirting with detailing. Yep. You're exploring where this can take you, and you're thinking, I think I could get paid for this. Right. And I'm Ivan. I'm Nick. And this is the DIY Detail Podcast. Now, I see where you're going with this. Basically, what services can you offer to start a detailing business? So there's not a lot of liability involved. There's not a lot of expense in terms of buying tools and products and stuff like that. But stuff that you can get your business off the ground, make money, and have satisfied customers. Some people may not follow the exact procedure you recommend. They may start to do this before they have right. a business license or insurance. And you would tell them to do all of those things. Yes. But we know people out there may not do that. They may explore, can I get paid for this? Can I do a friend's vehicle? They may start to do things out of order. We're not recommending that by any means. No. But as you start to get your feet wet or your sea legs or whatever the sayings are, yes. you may wonder, what services should I provide and what might I possibly charge? Right. And you know, for family and friends, charge your family and friends. Make them pay. They won't appreciate free. Mm, so that's so true. You get, you know, build value for yourself and for them. And that's often where you're going to start is with family and friends. Right, exactly. So my favorite service to offer, and in my business, this was actually our highest grossing service. And this is a wash clay and ceramic. So we wash the car, whether you're doing rinseless or incredible sods, it's up to you. We wash the car, we clay it using our ceramic gloss as a clay lube, we dry it off, and we're done. Well, I prefer quick beads as a clay lube just because it's so slick. Yes. Um, you don't even want a ton of ceramic gloss. It becomes a little bit difficult to dry off if you use it as a clay lube. Right. Um, and I don't exactly know why. I think it's because I use too much product when yeah. I use a ceramic gloss. But I highly recommend quick beads as the clay lube just because it's so much slicker. Right. So I don't know. What do we want to recommend them with that method? Well, if you're like me and you don't overuse products, either one of them will work wonderfully. If you're like Nick and you're a little trigger happy, then yeah, uh, the uh, quick beads is a better option. Yeah, because it's just a ton of lubrication. It just never right. stops. Yeah, exactly. But using the rinseless on the surface or you can use incredible suds but leave the incredible suds there as extra lubrication so you're not rinsing it off so you've rinsed off the vehicle yeah uh so you've pre-treated the vehicle then you've rinsed it off correct so you've you've gotten a lot emulsified and washed off the paint then you do your contact wash right and then you leave the incredible suds or rinseless wash on the surface so you exactly. don't rinse off after the contact wash no at this point you're using your clay lube and clay? Right. So we're using a perforated clay towel, the, the red and black clay towel that we have in combination with the ceramic gloss or the quick beads as your additional lubrication. And a lot of people are saying, well, when I clay a car, I need to polish it. No, you don't. With this way of doing it, you're not going to mar the vehicle. You're not going to abrade the vehicle. It's not like your old-fashioned clay bar that as soon as you touch the clay bar to a car, you had to polish it. This is a much safer way. The other thing is people are, have this conception or misconception that clay removes wax or removes the sealant or removes the ceramic. Again, the old fashioned abrasive style clay that we needed and all that, yes, that removed your protection. In this case, we're doing two steps in one. And you can look at it one way or the other, it all ends up being the same. You're either using your clay towel as a ceramic applicator or you're using your ceramic gloss or quick beads as a clay loop. But in essence, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, you're doing the same thing, right. either way you describe it. But 
If you didn't rinse off the incredible suds, is there any danger? Because usually you'd rinse off a car wash soap. If I'm claying with the incredible suds on there, using a clay lubricant to protect, am I just wiping the soap into the paint? No, uh, the, you're not leaving a lot of it there. By the time you've done your contact wash, so let's say we foam the car. When you foam the car, you have a lot of suds on there. When we're doing the contact, wa contact wash, we're taking most of that off. So you know that when you're washing, you, stop from the, you start from the top, you work your way down. By the time you're at the bottom, there's not much there. Right. Now, if you want to, you can rinse it off. But if you're rinsing it off, now you're just leaving water on the surface. So we want to add something back to that, and that would be the rinses. For myself, this whole procedure, is, as far as I'm concerned, is a rinseless procedure. Yeah, I prefer, I mean, now that we're talking it out, I prefer... Yeah. Foam it with whatever you want. All clean, yeah. incredible suds, rinseless wash. But if you're using rinseless, foam with rinseless, spray it off, wash with rinseless, leave the rinseless on the paint because the rinseless wash has the polymers, added slickness and lubrication. Right. And then do your wash clay and ceramic. Exactly. Well, I guess we already washed it. Yeah. Well, your clay and ceramic at that point. Yeah. So the WCC, wash clay and ceramic. And what should I charge for that? Somewhere between $100 and $200, depending on the size of the vehicle. Some shops are charging $250 to $300. It's really do a little market research in the area and see what people are charging for it. How long ought that to last? How long should that take someone? Uh, depending on how efficiently you are set up. So if you have all your tools, everything is ready to go, it could be done easily in 20 minutes. Uh, in my shops, a similar service. We used wax back then, but now we're using the ceramic, which much better results. But uh, I had an employee that was doing 20 of them a day without breaking a sweat. 20 a day? Yeah. So he was doing three an hour on average. Wow. That's so much volume. Yeah. And he was in his 60s. It was, you know, he, was, he moved like I move. So I move like a snail, but I get it done very quickly because... When I'm done the panel, I'm done the panel, I move on. I don't go around the car 20 times. So, like I said, if you're set up for efficiency, you can do this very quickly. Uh, if you're a mobile detailer, of course, you've got set up, tear down, budget for an hour, and you'll be very good. But know in the back of your mind that I want to get it down to 20 minutes. So, you've got the exterior covered there with the wash, clay, and ceramic. Yeah. There's also a very easy process to do which is essentially just a surface polish or removing oxidation, adding gloss, but not going after scratches. Something that anybody out there could do without fearing, I've never picked up a polisher before. This is a very simple service that, that is very doable to do and adds a lot of you know, value for the customer. Definitely, and that is using the gold standard polishing system. So we have the waffle pad, the yellow waffle pad, combined with the gold standard sprayable polish, just gives you an amazing finish. It's glossy. It's a very simple, easy system to do. Your customers are gonna love it and it's inexpensive. It's something you can charge anywhere from $200 to $400, again, depending on where you are. It's gonna take you an hour. Worst case scenario, it's gonna take you two hours. And uh, again, Low investment. How do, you, how do you sell that to the customer without promising scratch removal? Because if you think polish as a customer, you're probably thinking, oh, they're going to get all my scratches out. So how do you describe it to somebody and say, here's what I'm going to do and here's why it's worth your money? We're doing a paint enhancement, first of all. And we're preserving instead of perfecting. So we're removing the oxidation. When you're talking to your potential customer, we're not going for paint correction, we're going for paint enhancement. We're gonna give you back gloss, we're gonna give you slickness because we're claying the vehicle, we're making it clean, and we're giving you that wow factor 
that you've been missing. And we could still see scratches all over the vehicle. The owner couldn't. No, and no. it's important to realize that what you see and what the regular customer is gonna see are vastly different. Right. And even if they do see some of this stuff, I don't think it's gonna bother them. No. It, and if it is, they will tell you, right? Right, and if they tell you, say, well, that's an additional service, I can get out the compound and do a two or three step polish on it, and I can get rid of those. But at the same time, I'm getting rid of some of your paint. So which do you prefer? And a lot of people put that way are like, well, wait a minute, you're getting rid of paint. Yes, we don't magically fill in the scratch. We remove the paint around the scratch to match the depth of the scratch. So a wash clay ceramic sounds all good. And then you're in the moment and you're on a white truck and it's filled with orange dots all over the side panels, right? All this contamination right. embedded in and they're sort of expecting you to get rid of it all. How do you have that conversation? Because that's come up for me personally. Right. That conversation you have before you do the wash clay ceramic. Because now at this point, you're going to change up your wash clay ceramic just a little bit. And when you do so, you see that it's a white vehicle that has these little reddish, you know, rust colored, well, rust colored, it is rust, but rust colored dots all over. Now you tell the customer, your vehicle doesn't qualify for our regular wash clay ceramic it needs an additional step. And that additional step is iron remover to remove these little orange dots. And in doing so, you charge an extra $50, $75. And now the process is gonna change just one little bit. So we wash it, and instead of using ceramic gloss or quick beads as your clay lube, you're gonna use the iron remover as your clay lube, along with the rinseless or the uh, incredible suds. Use that as your clay lube, clay it just like you would. That is going to remove the iron particle and break down the stain that we see with our eyes. From there, you're gonna have to rinse off the vehicle because iron remover yeah, sort of has a smell to it. Rinse it off and then, <coughs> excuse me, since you're rinsing already, you've got the hose or the pressure washer out there, you can apply quick beads in the traditional manner or dry it off and use ceramic gloss as your drying aid and you're done. So it's gonna add maybe five, 10 minutes to the process. You're gonna use another couple dollars worth of chemicals and your customer's gonna be happy. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've tackled a couple exterior options. What about the interior? So an interior thing, first of all, in my business, we never had a combined interior and exterior process. It just didn't happen. It was one or the other. Did you throw in a free wash with your interiors? No. You didn't. Never use the word free in business. It's a four letter word that starts with F. So you would never no, we washed. offer a wash no. with the interior? We would always wash the interior, but we'd never use the F word. Okay, but you would, you would wash the exterior with an interior detail? Right, just a quick wash. Couple reasons for that. First of all, so we don't get dirty going near the car. So you'd wash it first? Yeah, wash the, ex give the exterior a quick wash, do What's the, a quick wash look like? Rinseless wash. So 10 you minutes. pre-spray it? Pre-spray it? Yeah, pre-spray uh, with the, you know, let's say we're doing rinseless. Pre-spray with a rinseless, hose it off if necessary, if you've got a lot of accumulation on there, and then attack it with a rinseless wash, dry it off. No ceramic gloss, no drying aid? No, there's just, no, no just need. No dry, okay. Yeah, and do the door jams while you're there. That way when you're doing the interior, the door jams are already clean. You don't have to worry about getting yourself dirty on the door jams or causing marring on the door jams because you're rubbing up against it. And then for the interior services, this is where detailers lose money 
hand over fist. It's just an amazing money loss for detailers. You'll say, you know, I counsel detailers all the time. And basically they're saying, okay, I've got this $300 package that is interior and exterior. And I ask them, well, how long does it take you to do the exterior? An hour. How long does it take you to do the interior? Oh, two to three hours. Okay. And if the customer just... I was going to say seven. Yeah. If the customer just buys the exterior, how much is it? It's $150. Okay. If they just buy the interior, it's $150. Okay. So for the exterior, you're making $150 an hour. And in Nick's case, for the interior, you're making $19 an hour. Something brutal. brutal. Something doesn't add up with that equation. So what we need to do at this point is basically say for your interior to get the basic package. And a basic package is very simple. You have vacuumed out, blown out if you can, but a vacuum does the job, and it's a light dusting of the interior. You're not going after stains. You're not going after deep embedded dirt. You're not going after the uh, calcium stain around the carpet that's a half inch thick. What do you do with cloth seats? Cloth seats, interior clean and protect on a microfiber towel, wipe them down, you'll be amazed what it takes out of cloth seats. Okay, so whether not hot water extraction. No, 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 no. There, there's no, the only tool involved here that requires electricity is a vacuum cleaner. Okay. And you can use a battery powered vacuum cleaner for that matter. So if you're a mobile detailer, the, the battery powered quote unquote shop back type things that every tool manufacturer has, they actually do a very good job at this. But basically you're doing a dusting of the interior vacuuming of the carpets and cleaning the windows. And cleaning the windows is one of the most important steps. So when you tell this to a customer, are you saying I'm gonna dust your interior? Yes. How do you market this to them? What do you call this? A quick interior maintenance. It is not an interior detail, it is an interior maintenance. Meaning, you're already setting them up for, your car has to be relatively clean for me to do this. Okay. It's and not a disaster detail. We're not going after the stains. We're not going after any of that. So this is the professional, the lawyer, the doctor, the real estate agent, whatever, that their car, they maintain, it's clean already. You're literally just dusting and cleaning the windows and vacuuming up the carpet. And if there happens to be the McDonald's French fry between the console and the seat, you'll get rid of that too. And what do you charge for that? About $150, because it's gonna take you at least an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the next interior detail? The next interior detail, so what we had in our shops, we actually didn't do that. So we went away from that maintenance interior. How come? It wasn't profitable enough. So what we did was either we do your interior or we don't do your interior. That's what I, that's the method I adopted. Yeah. And so that was 300 and up. And again, really? 300 and up. Yeah. And the vehicle again had to qualify for that service. So a lot of detailers, unfortunately will start with their prices way too low and then expect their clientele to follow them when they raise their prices. So an example, you can go to a burger chain and buy a value menu burger for 99 cents or you used to, I haven't been there in a long time, but I don't know if they saw a 99 cent menu or it's probably a dollar 99 now. Anyways, you can buy a hamburger for two bucks. Or you can go to another hamburger place and pay $15 for a hamburger. Now, the customer that's used to paying two bucks for the hamburger, 
they're not all of a sudden gonna go to the $15 hamburger place. And if the $2 hamburger place all of a sudden puts their price up to $15, they're definitely not going back there. They'll find another $2 hamburger place. Mm. So the person that's used to paying $50 for a detail is all of a sudden not gonna pay $350 for a detail. So that is a mistake that a lot of detailers make is starting with their pricing way too low. It does another thing. It alienates all the other detailers in your area. If everyone in your area for the wash clay and ceramic is charging between $150 and $200, and you come out swinging, I'm gonna do it for 50 bucks. Guess what? They're all going to detest you. And guess what? You're gonna be out of business really soon. So adjust your prices to your local environment. You don't wanna be the cheapest. You never wanna be the cheapest. You may not wanna be the most expensive, but you wanna be in the range. Hmm. So, we're just gonna, how do you explain that to them? Like, we're, if we're gonna do your interior, we're gonna do it right. I mean, what do you tell them at that point? So, um, like, what do you tell them you offer? Right, basically, we are going to bring your interior back to new. That's what we do. Now, there may be some permanent staining that we cannot address, and we will make you aware of that, and we have ways of remedying those permanent stains, which is re-dyeing a seat, re-dyeing a carpet. That is a possibility, we have that technology to do that. And it's actually technology that's at the disposal of any detailer. Uh, they just have to learn it, so it's another skill. When we raised our prices, and we stopped doing the partial, what I call the partial interior, just the maintenance interior. Because I had offered a three hour interior for a while, and I'd say, Hey, it's 150 bucks. I'll yeah. do as much as I can do in three hours, which wouldn't be, I haven't approved even, that'd be too low, but I, yeah. I'd say, listen, it might take me six or seven to dial this in. I'll give you the best I have in three. It may mean that I don't get the rear area of your SUV. It may mean that I'm not able to hot water extract your seats. Right. I can get a lot done in three hours, but I can't do the job that I want to do. And some people were up for that. I, I didn't love this. It always left me sort of unsatisfied. Right. Kind of stressed me out a little bit. Yeah. And the way I explained it to customers was my technicians are trained to provide as close to perfect as we can, as close to a new vehicle as we can. I can't dial my technician back. But if you find the price too high, I can do this. Do you want us to do the passenger side or the driver's side? <laughs> that posts a mental image in their head that, okay, they're not screwing around. They literally, it's gonna take them this amount of time, this amount of effort. So either we do it all or we don't touch it at all. And that was actually a winning formula for us because we were already known as a, a high-end shop uh, in our area. And basically, when we started doing that, we didn't see the mommy vans anymore. We never got a disaster detail again. People were bringing us clean cars, and now it was up to our technicians to find where the dirt was in the car hmm. because it was so clean already. And people were paying us more money to clean clean cars than before. And what got you there? Your reputation, how to get there from the interior perspective? By not undercharging. By, by not undercharging. Okay. By not doing the cheap details. It's hard though when you start with friends and family because it's like your sister or aunt's friend and you feel bad saying that a detail is gonna start at $300 because you think, and they're gonna look at you like, 
$300 to clean my car. Yeah. Like I can just feel emotionally like how I, I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, but I have to do Like, I feel like I would say that even now. Like I always yeah. have a tough time standing up for myself and saying, this is what we charge. So a lot of that comes down to don't project your budget onto the customer. Okay. It's their budget. It's their money. It's up to them to say yes or no. It's not up to you to justify what you're doing. This is the price. You don't go into a burger chain, the, the more expensive burger chains, okay? They, they have four or five people there. Anyways, uh, you don't go into the burger chain and the person behind the counter isn't going, wow, you know, we know it's a $15 burger and you know, oh, it's very difficult. You know, you, if you want, you can go to McDonald's and get their burger, but this one's really you know, pretty good. No, they're like, hey, do you want this with it? And do you want large fries instead of the small fries? Like, they're there. They know the value, and you need to know the value of what you're offering. And it's building value that becomes important. And if you're, oh, I'm not sure. I don't think I can, oh, I, I can't afford this. Just because you can't afford it doesn't mean they can't. 100%. There's so many other specialty services that you can offer. Would you ever a la carte hot water extraction or dog hair removal? Oh, yes. So some things, like I said, the vehicle has to qualify. And if there's a dog somewhat involved in the vehicle at any point in its life, you're charging extra. How much? Uh, 50 to $200, depending on the amount of dog hair we have. Uh, other things... Children, they have children, that means the back seat's a little dirtier than it should be. Um, and they're also willing to have their vehicle cleaned because of the children. So it's a win-win. Uh, other things, we mentioned the calcium ring. So if you're anywhere in the north where they put salt on the roads and in parking lots, there's always this ring that accumulates on the carpet. And those of you that live in California, Count yourself lucky that you've never seen this. But anyways, it's this ring of hard crystallized salt that forms around the floor mat that is just more time and more effort to remove. Uh, hot water extraction actually is not something we ever did on seats. So with the advent of occupancy sensors, airbags, seat heaters, all that, I don't want to get a cloth seat wet. So there are other ways of doing cloth seats that are less invasive. And getting the foam wet is never a good thing. One thing to remember when you're doing an interior, every drop of water you bring in, you have to remove before giving it to the customer. You cannot deliver wet seats or wet carpets. There's no, no excuse for it. No, there isn't. And if you're getting them very wet using extraction or using steam, some people overuse steam like crazy. Uh, they put the triangle head on the steamer and they go over the seat so many times that you need to basically extract it when they're done. So steam is a good thing. Steam is an expensive tool if you're going to get a good one. So weigh your pros and cons. And a lot of times when you get into that higher end clientele, cloth seats disappear. Right. You don't see a lot of cloth seats. No. And then the disaster details that look good on social media, it's like, do I really want those clients anyway as a professional? And I yeah. prefer leather seats. Yeah, I prefer leather seats. And I also prefer the person that basically they, there's two types of customers. And you've had both. I've had both. The customer that, oh, it's really not that dirty. Run away. Yeah, that is the, okay, so they haven't seen the floor in about two years because there's so much stuff accumulated on it. And then the person that, 
oh, my interior is so, so, so dirty. They get there and you're wondering, okay, I need tweezers to get this piece of dust off the carpet. Okay, we're good, done. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's And amazing. you know, wipe the steering wheel down. That's about it. And clean the windows. One thing that's important with detailing that a lot of detailers have issues with and problems with, and it's very important to your success, learn how to clean windows. I think you have a story about that. Well, I had one half of the windshield that I did. I was in a dark garage yeah, uh, in no Park excuse. City, Utah. I uh, didn't have any real good lights. I was wearing Carhartt pants, you know, yeah. the overalls, uh, coveralls. What am I saying, Ivan? You were cold, you were damp, you were tired. As I feel right now, tired. Yeah. But I was, I was just cold. I had my muck boots on. I remember this vividly, right? So the, the conditions were not ideal. And I had a side thing going with detailing. And then I had to drive 45 minutes into Salt Lake City for my main job. Yeah. Half an hour. And I was running late on time. And I had to be, I mean, I got a, I got a job, right? Like, I got to be there at a certain time. And so the last thing I do after I've probably extracted the seats and washed the car is I got to do the windows. And I learned about the magic eraser, the melamine sponge. And I was just running. I knew I had to go. And I just yeah. did half of the windshield. Boom, 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 boom. Couldn't, there was no light facing me. So right. I was just kind of guessing and uh, I thought I did a pretty good job, you know? Yeah. I drove to work and the next day the customer like calls or texts me like, hey, I was driving into the sun, like you'll need half the windshield, this looks horrible, you left all these streaks. And it kind of traumatized me and I've never let a windshield go without getting as close to perfect as I could since then. Right, and one skill you can learn, Nick will attest to this, do I ever look at a piece of glass when I'm cleaning it? No, you're a feel player. You just kind of feel, you, you box the windows and you just feel for where there's resistance. I yeah. Think. Is that your method? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And once you learn how to do that, you'll get perfect windows every time without even looking at them. So the uh, having no light no longer becomes an excuse. But <laughs> nonetheless. I still like light. I, I say know. if you can't see it, you can't clean it. But. Right, yeah. Windows are a different thing. But nonetheless, learn how to clean windows. It's just one of the skills that sets you apart as a detailer versus the homeowner the, or the car owner or whatever. They are hiring you because you're better than they are or you have more time than they do. Crystal clear glass cleaner works great as a glass cleaner. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of working time, so it's not gonna dry up on you real quick. Or if you don't have that or if you're still getting streaks or whatever, uh, panel prep is a fantastic window cleaner. Yeah. It's a little bit higher on the price point. So I would start with crystal clear glass cleaner, but panel prep you use to really prep your paint, get it squeaky clean before you put a strand of coating on. Yeah. But if you had some of that sitting around and you're struggling with a streak, that can save the day when nothing else works. Right. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave your comments below. We love to read them. We love to answer them. And if you're watching this on one of the major, or many major, whatever, podcast. Or listening to this. On listening, platform. not watching it. Listening Spotify. to this on the podcast platforms. Yeah. Please. Give us a, not a thumbs up, it's a five-star review. Give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the podcast, yeah. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, yeah. wherever you're listening. Uh, show us some support. Uh, leave a review if you could, a five-star. And uh, just thank you so much. The playlist, if you're watching YouTube for our DIY Detail podcast, is right here.